0: Welcome to the second official episode of This Isn't Real Life. I wanted to create a little background episode um, before starting to have a few guests on here, just to sort of brief um, everyone on what my views are and why I hold those views. So before I start, I do just want to say that everything that I'm going to be talking about is just my opinion. Um, I'm not a qualified psychologist. Um, I do have a background in studying media, um, and I work in the media, but everything that I'm going to reference is opinion. And not only is it opinion, but It's opinion that I am very open to changing the whole purpose of this is to start conversations about the effects of social media and I do admit I am very extremist in my views so I am very open to people challenging those views so with that said um, I don't mean to put anyone down with anything that I say um, in this episode or in any episodes Um, the whole idea of me critiquing this is so that we can talk about the effects of it but yeah I don't want anyone to feel targeted or victimized because we're all kind of in this together and I think a big part of this too is like my own hypocrisy. I have social media so I'm also critiquing myself and I guess the reason that I'm so passionate about critiquing social media is because I find it affects me so much and I have such a hard time getting away from it. So with that said, um, I do also want to talk about the good in social media before I get into all the bad. So I think that clearly social media does do a lot of good. Um, For one, I think as we noticed this year, um, it can be used as a catalyst for social change. It can educate people. I also am not denying that connections can be made through it. Like I have a lot of friends who made very, very good friends through social media. So I do recognize that that's awesome. I also think that it's really great that people can have an income from social media. It's adding a sector to the economy. Wicked. It's giving people jobs, money. Wicked. Um, Another great thing that comes from social media is... Inspiration. I think everyone's probably been inspired by someone on social media. Um, That's what influencers are for. They influence through inspiration. So it's great whether that's inspiring you to be healthier or to go places or to think a certain way. Those are all really great things. And yeah, lastly, I would love it if people came forward and um, offered me more positive effects of social media, because I do admit I am very much um, consumed with the negative. So let's begin. <laughs> um, in this episode, I'm going to offer 11 reasons as to why I think social media is problematic. Um, okay, so reason number one um, is quality versus quantity of connection i think nowadays in western culture in privileged western culture it's quite common for people to have friends from a lot of different places Um, and i think with that comes having friendships that are all over the world and a lot of us live away from our family so i think that a major reason why a lot of people have social media and this is me personally my reason My biggest reason for having social media is because it keeps me connected to the people that i am not around so there's three kind of issues that i see with this whole connection topic the first is the idea of too much connection um i think that we've kind of been conditioned to believe that the more the merrier when it comes to friends um the more people we can stay in touch with the more people who love us the more people know what we're doing the better off we're gonna be. But I would like to challenge that idea and propose that maybe quality of connection is more important than quantity. And I've noticed this in my own life that I've been spreading myself very thin across many, many different friend groups. And it's affected my ability to really be there for the people that I care about the most because I'm there for too many people. So I think social media is problematic because it, inspires us to believe that we need to be connected to hundreds of people and that we need to know what hundreds of people are doing. I think that that contributes to anxiety because it fills our life with a lot more than we can handle, a lot more connection than we can handle, and a lot more responsibility to feed relationships that we can't necessarily feed. So another, the second point when it comes to connection is this idea of like false connectivity. I'm not 100% sure if all the connections that we sustain through social media are deep. And by that I mean are actually contributing to our happiness. Um, I think a lot of the relationships we sustain through social media are ones where we maybe see something that that person did every month or every two weeks or in some cases every day. But We don't ask them how they're doing. We don't know the nuances of their life and they don't know the nuances of ours. So again, it's just kind of contributing to this concept of like noise, too much too much going on in our life. Um, The third part when it comes to connection that I wanna discuss is a theory that I've come up with. Again, this is my theory, I've not proven it. Um, And it's that I believe that Maybe. Our brains don't have the ability to distinguish socialization that we do online versus socialization that we do in person. We spend so much of our day scrolling and connecting mentally with people. We read what they write. We watch their stories. We watch them on TV. I almost feel like our brains become exhausted um, eventually by all of that mental socialization. So when it comes to going out for a drink with a friend, or I don't know, I don't wanna sound like such an alcoholic, but when it comes to doing things with friends in person, sometimes we don't have the energy for that anymore. And I think maybe people attribute that to social anxiety when it's actually, maybe we're not socially anxious, maybe we're just socially exhausted. Maybe that's what I'll call this theory, the theory of social exhaustion. So that's also problematic. We're filling our lives with socialization that we don't maybe necessarily realize is socialization and it affects us because we eventually don't have the capacity to care about the relationships that truly nurture us and that build us up because we're so consumed by these trivial online relationships. Um, Okay, so that's the quality versus quantity. The next issue that I think social media creates, number two, um, is the Paradox of Choice. Paradox of Choice is a book written by Barry Schwartz and it suggests that while people assume that more choice equals freedom, which equals happiness, in reality, more choice equals anxiety. This whole idea of analysis paralysis, which I'm going to get into. So in his book, Barry Schwartz says that um, in 1999, two psychologists published um, an article that changed his life. So it says, the article, which I discuss in detail in this book, reported three studies, each of which showed that presenting people with a wide array of options doesn't liberate them. It paralyzes them. If people overcome this paralysis and choose from the large set of options, they are less satisfied with their choice than they would have been if their options have been more limited. So essentially that's saying that when you're presented with infinite potential and infinite options um, to live your life, rather than feeling the freedom of being able to do and be anything, you are paralyzed by the endless options, so much so that you don't, you're not actually happy with what you do decide because you're always thinking, oh, there's more out there. And I think social media relates to this because It exposes us to everything. We have the entire world available at our fingertips. If we want, we can refresh our Instagram, explore feed, and never run out of content for the rest of our lives. I think in being exposed to so much, we are finding it very hard to be happy with what we have and with the decisions that we've made because we always wonder we could have made a better decision because we know of all the other better decisions that exist out there. So I also just... Again, theory of mine. Don't believe that our brains have reached the ability to understand infinite potential yet. And like, and constant connectivity. Um, With social media, there's always the option for more. And I think that that kind of keeps our brain on. And in keeping our brain on, I, again, theorize that, it creates anxiety because we also need to be off sometimes and I'm not sure that I've ever really been off since I've gotten social media for that reason. So in short, I think that rather than freeing us, having um, the option for endless information paralyzes us, especially because there's no way to stop yourself. Like, how many times have you tried to delete Instagram off your phone? How many times have you tried to not sleep with the phone in your room? Like, how many times have you tried these things that you keep going back to? Because the mediums need to have some sort of system in them that stops us from overusing them. Because I don't really think we can do that ourselves. Anyway, I'm rambling about this point. So, Barry... Schwartz continues in that book and says that, um, with his colleagues, and he lists them, he explored the possibility that large choice sets might not pose the same problem for everyone. If you're out to find the best, whether it's a TV show, a type of cereal, a home, a car, a job, or a romantic partner, then large choice sets pose a major problem because the only way to know you have the best is by eliminating all the options. In contrast, if you're out to find something that is good enough, Large choice sets are less of a problem. Indeed, they may not be a problem at all. The reason I bring this quote up is because while social media affects me, I don't wanna assume that it affects everyone in the same way. So what Barry is trying to say essentially is that there's two different kinds of people. There's the want the best-ers, which is what I'm gonna call them, and there's the good enough-ers. And I think for a lot of want the best-ers, this whole paradox of choice thing is an issue because in knowing how good things can be, we have a hard time being satisfied with what we have. The reason I bring this up is because if you are a good enougher, um, yeah, if you're a good enough, then you're just happy with what you have. And maybe social media doesn't affect you as much. At least not in this way. This kind of brings me into my next point, which is the culture of perfection. So I think Think It goes without saying that a lot of what we see on social media is curated highlight reels and we know that consciously we know that Um, We see perfect skin, perfect lives, perfect adventures, perfect bodies. Um, I Think whilst consciously we know no one's perfect and no one's life is perfect It's really hard for your subconscious mind to remember that when they scroll through a feed of highlights Um, so I think that that inevitably affects mental health um, because we begin to expect perfection subconsciously from our lives because we see so many examples of perfection. I guess it's important for me to also mention that while consciously maybe there's not that many problems with social media, the whole point I'm really trying to make with everything that I'm doing is that the major problems of social media lie within our subconscious. Okay, so contingent on the culture of perfection is the culture of comparison. I think social media has created this world where, for a lot of us, myself included, we begin to compare our lives to the lives that we see online, especially if you're one of those um, want-the-best-ers. We see these fantastic representations of who people are and we begin to wonder, like, why don't I look like that? And in reality, those people don't look like that. Like You see um, photos of people's chiseled bodies, but maybe they didn't drink any water that day. Maybe they're using a filter. Maybe they're sucking in. You see um, people who seem like they have endless amounts of time off. And you're like, why don't I have that much time off? Well, maybe they just went on a vacation and have posted eight photos in a row of that one vacation. Um, Maybe they worked really hard to be able to take a few years off. There's so many things that go on behind the scenes that we don't really know about. Um, So I think that that can be really tough for your subconscious to deal with, even if your conscious knows that there's more to everything than what meets the eye. On this note, I do want to mention that I think it's great to show your achievements. I think it's um, amazing to feel good and to take a selfie. I think it's great to run a marathon and want to tell people and share that achievement because when we share life, that's when, I don't know, that's kind of the meaning of life is to share your experiences and to share happiness. And I totally get that. And so I'm not saying it's not good to be proud of your achievements, but on this note, I want to ask why we feel the need to share with the world, not just with the people who love us, but with everyone. Um, which brings me to the fifth point. And I don't mean to sound harsh, but the culture of narcissism. I don't want to assume anyone in particular is narcissistic. I'm not saying anyone who posts a selfie or who posts an achievement is narcissistic, but why are we putting things up online to be liked by people we don't know? I think if we're posting things to show the people we love, that we're proud of what we've done, cool, why not send it to them and start a conversation where they can congratulate you and you can talk about it and you can talk about how you felt during that achievement. Why do we post it for the world to see? I just don't really think that there's any reason other than because we want everyone to know how good we are. If we feel good and we want to post a selfie, why not just take the selfie? and feel good when we look back at it. Why do we have to post it? I think it's really healthy to be proud of your accomplishments and to even share those accomplishments with the people you love, but what I don't think is healthy is sharing it with everyone. Now I'm open to people criticizing this point because it sounds very harsh and I'm sure I'm missing something. So if anyone um, can disagree with it, I'd love to hear it. Okay, which brings me to my next point that I think perhaps a lot of people post things for the world to see because it inspires people. Um, okay, and now I kinda wanna talk about this whole inspiration reasoning because it hits close to home. I think a big reason I have decided to keep my Instagram is because I'm like, well, how can I, how can I tell people about all of this, this whole, this isn't real life thing. How am I supposed to promote that without social media? How am I supposed to change people's minds without social media? Um, I do a lot of writing and I post that writing on social media. I'm like, how how are people supposed to read my writing if I don't post it online? Like I want to inspire people. But then I say that and I like cringe even saying it out loud because it sounds so self-righteous of me to want to inspire people. Like, I almost feel like to be inspiring isn't something that I get to choose for myself. It's something that people just are. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm very wrong. Again, I'd love to explore this thought a little bit more because again, it sounds harsh to be like, you shouldn't want to inspire people because inspiring people is great. And I think it's rooted in like very kind-hearted moral. This whole wanting to inspire people but um, it's tough because it also does come at a cost especially when you use social media to inspire people because all those other problems that we have and we'll talk about still exist so it's like is it worth it anyway uh, my next point is validation so I don't want to touch on this topic too much because I think that this is something um, that isn't so much something I can have an opinion on, but rather if people struggle with where they get their validation from, that's something that's a very like personal issue. That is not any of my business, but I will just mention briefly that I think social media can be a very slippery slope to getting validation from the wrong thing ie the opinion of others like i am one of those people who have more or less grown up with social media and i think especially when i was younger like and i'm sure so many other people have done this too especially people who are quite young now um how many times have like you posted a photo and then taken it down because it didn't get enough likes or how many times have you posted something just because you know more people are going to like it at a certain time if you post at 8 p.m rather than 3 p.m., you know, all of those things are kind of signs that you do get validation from the appraisal of others and Again without getting too much into this. It is my opinion that Validation should come from the people who you love the most and from yourself not from People who more or less don't really care that much about you. I don't really want to get into that too much I just think people should be cautious that they don't become dependent on social media's likes and followers as validation that they're living life right. So the next point I wanna make is about um, instant gratification. So I think um, social media, because it often shows us the end goal of things, the end goal of a body or of a face or, Of a life or of a vacation or of a hike or of anything it kind of wires i think (laughs) wires our brains to want instant gratification we see the result we want the result we don't see the process um now i do want to mention that there are a lot of influencers now especially now who are starting to show that process so i follow the birds papaya on instagram who is a great influencer who shows um, her good days, her bad days, her struggle with her body, like she's not so much outcome driven, but rather process driven, which is great. And I also follow Sailing La Vagabond on YouTube. And they just made um, a video about um, their relationship and how their relationship's not always perfect and that they don't film the fights and the struggles. And I think it's really great to draw attention to that. I just think it's tough because you can't Ever have the whole picture on social media no matter how hard you try to show the good and the bad the process the everything like you can't put your whole life on there and nor should you put your whole life on there so I think it's a little bit problematic because people no matter what will subconsciously assume that they know the entire picture about something they never do so then again we get into those issues with comparison culture and the culture of perfection Um, so I guess with in terms of instant gratification, I think it's the major issue with it is that it seeps into our life, into our relationships, into our jobs, uh, into everything. You know, we uh, again I'm generalizing, and I think that this is um, also just this is just an opinion, but I kind of feel like a lot of people these days expect to make money fast and expect to fall in love fast, you know? You meet someone, it's gotta be love at first sight, and think that maybe social media contributes to this culture of us seeing so many outcomes and expecting those to come fast. Anyway. Um, kind of on the same note is attention span. So this is the eighth thing. I think that we've become quite accustomed, and I've done some readings in, like, university about this. and. There have been some studies to prove it, others to disprove it. I agree with the provers um, that our attention span is shrinking. And it kind of makes sense, you know. We're digesting all of these very, like, sensationalized, short snippets of information now. Like, things that are meant to, like, grab our attention and hold it. Um, And in doing that, we've kind of, I think, we are starting to lose the ability to, like, work for something to like read a story to the end to get to the good part yeah and i think that social media and this like culture of us wanting information to be short and fast and punchy also kind of seeps into real life and we begin to lose our ability to concentrate like how many times have you forgot to press send on a text how many times have you forgot what you're saying mid-sentence and i think like there's a lot more than just social media that can be attributed to this. Like we do live in a very distracted, information overloaded world, but I think social media contributes to a part of it where like there have you know been studies done that if like your phone is next to the table, you are more likely to be distracted in a conversation than if it wasn't even in the room. Um, yeah, so just like having, I think, the potential for infinite information and for pings and for dings to come at you at any given point, I think the little sliver of your brain is always thinking or waiting for that. Um, again, these are thoughts. I don't really have a way to segue into this one, but number nine is the way that social media has become a highly promotional space. I will say, I think it's great. I think marketing's great. I think marketing is especially great when it's for small businesses, environmental initiatives, um, things that just make people feel good. But it's not so great when it's kind of rooted in a sort of manipulation, when people promote things that they wouldn't buy, but they promote them because they were given them for free. Maybe they use it, but they wouldn't buy it. Still a a bit of a sense of manipulation there. Um, and I don't think that's the greatest thing. Uh, why do I not think it's the greatest thing? Um, hmm, this is probably something that I wanna think about some more, but I can't, I guess, put my finger just yet on why I think promoting things that you don't use is bad. If anyone wants to talk about it, shoot me a message. So the second to last point that I wanna make is about the echo chamber. Um, So this was touched on in the super popular documentary um, that Netflix just came out with called The Social Dilemma. Um, Echo Chamber essentially is the theory that we reinforce our opinions because everything that is in our world is of the same opinion as us. Facebook and Instagram, they know what we like, so they give us more of what we like. So we begin to assume that the whole world likes what we like. Um, That's inherently problematic because then... I mean, the world only ever grows through disagreements and learning. We kind of prevent ourselves from learning and from growing, I guess, when we close ourselves off to the opinions of others. So, yeah, I guess that's why social media is bad. It's like, In order for your opinion to actually be correct, you need to also digest the opposite point of view. Often what we do on social media, we follow people we like, we follow people with the same views as us, of course, because why would you want to waste your time with people who don't? But then we create this world of likeness and there's no growth in likeness and it, furthermore, it creates a problem that we begin to lose the ability to disagree with each other, which is really problematic for a million reasons and I don't think I have enough time in one episode to even go through the issues with that. but. It's okay to disagree with people like that's the world needs people to disagree. We need left. We need right. We need everything. And I think now maybe because we've been so entrenched in the idea that we are right because of the echo chambers that we're in, um, we have a hard time when people disagree with us. And I am the first to admit I am one of those people. So what I'm starting to do is to digest content of opposing viewpoints to follow people who don't have the same political, environmental, anything, viewpoints as me. I'm also starting to watch videos uh, that are created by people who are against what I'm into. So the last point that I wanna make, um, number 11. Noise, and I touched on this before. Um, I don't know about you, but I feel like things are moving very fast. I feel like I'm very often overwhelmed with everything going on, Um, and it's because I am, because I am consuming so much information and content constantly. I think that we've become so concerned with consumption, uh, consuming ourselves with uh, what others are doing, who others are what others are achieving um what others want to be what others think of us what others look like like so much of our life now is spent taking in rather than putting out and i do think that there's value in knowing what others are doing especially like i said the people who we are very close to and that matter to us that's how we get new perspectives that's how we get new knowledge. Um, There's also value in sharing what we do, like I mentioned before. But I do think that there can be such thing as too much consumption. And I think social media puts us in that kind of extremist mode of consuming too much because there aren't really any barriers, no matter how many apps you set for yourself or how many times you delete your Instagram. Like I think that these apps need to have um, built in systems that discourage us from using them so much. Yeah, so I think that we need to sometimes focus a little more on creation and less on consumption. Spend less time watching and more time doing and reflecting. And I think that we just need to bring that scale back into balance. So, I don't know, what do you think? Like, do you think maybe if you made dinner without Netflix on or walk to work without your music on or without a podcast on that that noise you would like feel like you're missing out on noise or do you think you'd feel perhaps a little more centered? I have gone without social media in the past and to be honest I didn't ever feel like I was missing anything. I thought that without it I would feel like I'm missing out on friendships or events or connections, but my life was still so full. Like I walked more, I reflected more. I got to know myself more during that time. And I think that there's so much value in all of that. And I'm not necessarily saying like, hey, delete social media, it's the worst. But I'm saying, hey, maybe we should start talking about this more. And maybe we should find ways to manage our consumption. I guess to end this, I, would like to ask you if social media makes you happy, truly happy. I'm open to picking this apart a little more as we go. That's everything for now. Um, I hope I didn't offend anyone. Um, I hope I got people thinking, and if I didn't, well, I got myself thinking. So that's all. Um, Till next time, bye.